you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The Around the NFL podcast has deep roots in Martha's Vineyard. Ooh, welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I am joined by room fellow heroes, Mark Sessler, Connie Fox, and Greg Rosenthal. What's up, people? Hey! Nice. Greg, you don't like the narrative of the drop. I didn't push that. I didn't push that on society. I don't mind it at all. My parents now live there. They moved there uh, after I went to college. And my brother and his wife now live there. Do they? You know you're going to end up there. And you're going to have like yeah, a, a you're being You're complex. being funneled I can very pro- clearly. I can promise you for the rest of my life, there will not be one <laughs> day where I live in Massachusetts. Do you know what that's, I believe? That's that. been decided. I actually do believe that. Of course. Yeah, you're not it's going It's a terrible place. It's cold. It's I'm not, uh, there's yeah, no point in moving back. Terrible place. It's, it's not a terrible place. It's an island with my family living on it. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> what if the Patriots finally reel you in and employ you in some capacity? You're going you're gonna to be driving from New Hampshire or Maine? I can't imagine what I could possibly do to help them. Yes, this is the Around the NFL podcast presented, of course, by Head & Shoulders. What a great product. And uh, speaking of great product, this is going to be a great product today. Um, a show in which we have so much to get to. So much to get to, folks. Uh, we got to go over the Monday Night Football. Mm-hmm. Exciting. Uh, we're going to go over some news. That's good. We're going to – what else are we going to do? We're going to talk Thursday night. We're going to touch on Thursday night football. And guess what? What? Sub Reddit Super Contest debuts today. Ow! <laughs> today. That's my chair. My chair makes funny noises. Sure it does. Um, <laughs> well, it could also rap today if someone were to succeed, correct? It could rap today. It could be one yes, and Yes, I'll explain it when we get to it. But this contest only lasts as long as our listeners are sharp. Mm. If that makes as sense. As long as they are not sharp. If they're not sharp, yeah. this can go on forever. It could actually ruin the podcast potentially. It, yeah. It, where it will just shipwreck the Thursday show going uh, into – Indefinite status. Greg will probably have a meltdown at a certain point. We're like in mid June on like <laughs> contestant eight hundred and six. <laughs> first, what what we're trying to say is the first person to win the su- subreddit super contest. Contest ends. We only got one grand prize to come. They don't give us any money. There's no budget for this show. Did you buy the prize yourself? I don't even. I don't even want to get into it. Okay. Ooh. I think it's going to wow. happen today. I'm going to be disappointed with our listeners if they can't. If they can't get this done. Yeah. All right. And um, yeah, so so much to get to. And I, I want to uh, get to it all. Uh, but I do want to share, you know, I ch- every once in a while, I um, like to throw out uh, slogans for the NFL. You know, th- things you got to keep the product fresh. I know it's a $12 billion megacorp, but you got to keep the product fresh. And that's why they don't come to me. But I uh, sometimes submit. A slogan that I run by you guys first. It's a okay. workshop situation. Uh, here's the first one. You ready? Football. It trumps politics. Thoughts? Huh. Any good? You, yes or no? You don't have to. You I mean, it feels feelings. a little. It's a little off the grid, PC wise, for the league to adopt and kind of shuttle that out nationwide. I like it personally. Does it normalize? 
Well, no I, I think in a way you're trying to say it's beyond politics, but it it ultimately brings up politics, and I think they're so trying it to fails and it yeah. fails it's in that okay. sort of sports in, sort of Dan. multiple ways. Okay, okay. Here's another one: football colon a Sunday activity for people no longer on speaking terms with God. Much better. I like that one much better. Thoughts again on the nose in terms of being a very controversial kind of lead in, but oh yeah, two things you're not supposed to bring up in play conversation: right. religion or politics. Yeah. So let's scrap that one, Greg. Might be a little word. You seem to agree with it on a on a fundamental level, Greg. No, no, I think I think you can marry <laughs> both of those things together, though. All right, all right. I feel good about the last one. Here we all go. Right, I hope so. The NFL nectar for lovers. Now that I like. Yeah. Who's arguing with that? Seems a little weird. A little creepy. I mean, I like weird. I like the I like the whole kind of vibe of it. All right, bring activate her. Activate emergency frags appearance. Maybe it'll work better if Activate I'm not saying emergency it. frags oh. appearance. Oh, wow. Get her on the dance. There she is. That's a woman right there. We love her. Frags. Hey, we frags. need your help here. Okay, here we go. Firming gender. <laughs> here we go. The NFL. Nectar for lovers. There we go. I mean, that, that's ah. going to the league office. I'd be fine if frags just sat around my backyard reading off a Chinese menu with that voice. So <laughs> The, the best I don't know if you know my wife or you know most people would really agree with football as an aphrodisiac, <laughs> right? Yeah, concept. Well, it's one of those things where you could read into it however you okay. want. There are case studies to argue against it, but I, yeah. I like it because you're going it a certain way, and that says a lot about you, like the way you look at life. <laughs> oh, um, but I'm saying like nectar as in something that you both it's like nourishment. It would be shared. Brings people together. Shared by lovers. Sure. I mean it's like mostly friends though watching games, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, friends that but, maybe okay. yeah, could no, lead, could lead to more. Frags, your thoughts? Frags is like I only said 1 minute, Dan. <laughs> it's weird. She's it, so angry. There's a right reason now. I always ask before, but somehow I still get roped into doing it. So. All right, Frags, thank you. That was the the emergency Frags appearance. Sometimes it was activated. Thank you, yeah. Frags. No problem. All right, bye. Okay. So there you go. I'll send that one off to the league office, see how it goes, and I'll get back to you if it gets picked. Send it off to Mother League. Let's start. <laughs> Let's start the show. Just a reminder, by the way, the live stream of this show, this Around the NFL podcast, uh, can be found at uh, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern on NFL.com slash ATN video. Is it still called a live stream if it's not live? I don't know. I mean, listen, society, this, this business fudges first, Right. Then... And then if you don't find it, then you can go back and... Good ethical issue to raise. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. All right, let's, uh, let's get to Monday Night Football. There it is, the rookie Agnew back. That's a rocket. Makes the catch. Boy, he had to catch that coming down to the turf. Agnew splitting a couple of tacklers. There he goes, 35-40. He's in the clear. Jamal Agnew, he's gone. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. How about that, rookie? <laughs> Ooh, Jamal Agnew silenced. MetLife Stadium and the old Zeuser, let's face it, an 88-yard punt return. The final score in a 24-10 win for the Detroit Lions over the New York Giants, who still have a ton of issues to work out on the offensive side of the ball. And the entire country got a view of it on Monday night. Greg, we'll start with you because, you know what, I have to. We had a lock-off. We locked it off. And I, I will... I will accept my fate as a loser this time around. You saw the Lions winning this game, and they did it rather handily. I did, and I'm impressed. You know, you're here. You know, your character's not tested when things are going well. It's when you have an embarrassing lock-off defeat like that, because this wasn't close. Even though it took a special team's touchdown uh, to make it a two-score game, it felt like the Lions were in control. They were able to move the ball when they needed to against a very good Giants defense. And more to the point, this Giants defense has fallen down Seven points. That's a deficit. I don't know if they can come back from right now because they're not going up against great defenses of the NFL in Dallas and Detroit in the first two weeks. And yet they just cannot move the ball. They can't protect Eli Manning. They can't even try to run the ball. And it's very similar to what we saw for much of last year. And I don't know where the solutions are. Yeah, my note on Eli Manning, which I was did during the game, I called him a wooden toy soldier stuck in a nighttime hurricane. Like I just feel like <laughs> watching this Giants team on offense. So he's just like flying in the I, air. I, I mean, part of it is on Eli Manning not making some throws that he clearly needs to make. But secondly, I mean, what? How many sacks did he take last night? Five. Just brutalized, yeah. and you I, and you do not see this improving for them. They, Eric Flowers, everyone on that line has issues. It was sort of a mess the whole time for him because you look at that first half. 
Beckham and Brandon Marshall were only targeted three times in the first half. They, had they couldn't plays. get they couldn't get anything going at all, and it was amazing because you're watching it. Uh, right up against Matt Stafford, who is extending plays. He's scrambling out of the pocket. He looks really good. His stats don't really show how well he played. But they didn't need to. Th- they didn't need to like lean on the pass in the second half at all. Really, they were. I thought Amir Abdullah also. Yeah. Finally, I saw a game from him where he started to you know heat up as the game continued. Giants. Yeah, Matt Stafford only threw for 122 yards, and and the Giants. It's a perfect storm. Maybe a nighttime hurricane for them right now because uh, you have a. Immobile quarterback who can evade a rush, can't extend plays like we saw Matthew Stafford did. An offensive line that's a mess. And then to top it off, and I'm, you know I defend Eli, but I think it's a, a group meltdown because then you got Mar- Brandon Marshall who's playing like he's 38 years totally old. Totally out of sync. Uh, he had the, Big drop. A lot of drops. Again. That game ended when Brandon Marshall dropped what should have – it should have been 17-10 uh, Giants in Lions territory with the first and 10, probably around the 30-yard line. He drops the third down pass, perfectly placed pass by Eli. Yep. And then on the subsequent play, a punt for the touchdown. Game over. Uh, Ingram, the tight end, who, who's made, who made some plays, and he looks promising. That's he had your, a bad drop as well. Mm-hmm. That, Odell that, had a drop that Odell had a drop at the end of the game. Not a great pass, but I think I think it's lazy, and I don't think you watch the game if you just say, "Oh, Eli stinks." That's why the Giants stinks. This this is a nighttime hurricane. But, but the here's offense. the thing with Eli: he's a very limited quarterback. So, yes, you're like, okay, he's not mobile. You've got to have a better line around him. Well, that's, that's true, but 27 other quarterbacks in the league are more mobile than him. And if you look, for instance, at the pro football focus, pass blocking ratings the last two weeks, it hasn't been great, but I don't think they're the worst pass blocking team in the league. If you look at it, all those sacks happened in the first half and then that first drive of the second half. Eli competed. He played better, but he's a limited quarterback who doesn't really go down the field very well anymore and doesn't evade the rush anymore. So those are two things but that's not against fair. you. His ceiling is is very is middle. You're it's, hoping it's that not, he can be in the middle. But it's not in a vacuum. The reason why the sacks stopped in the second half and the reason why he wasn't thrown downfield is they had to change their game plan and have a quick routes, quick passes, which takes a whole part of their offense out of it. I'm but not making excuses. You also the two or three of the sacks were on him, and he would admit that. Absolutely, any one of these NFL teams, when you simply have zero ground game, give me a break with Paul Perkins in the running attack. He's averaging one point nine yards over the course of the season so far. You are a completely imbalanced offense. You know who seems to be upset, Colleen? Who is uh, at the quarterback? Is Ben McAdoo? That's what happened on the delay of game penalty near the end zone on fourth down. Sloppy quarterback play. Quarterback and a center need to be on the same page there. we got to get the ball snapped. Why didn't you call a timeout? I, I think that Because we have a veteran quarterback who's played a lot of football. I expect us to get the ball snapped. How would you assess he like to play overall? In some good moments and some, some moments that, were, uh, that weren't what we, we were looking for. You know, I, I didn't like the interception uh, when we got the turnover. The defense took the ball away. Um, you know, it happened fast for him. I thought he should have went to number two or checked the ball down. Uh, he was under duress all night. I thought he did some good things in the pocket, making some plays under duress. But, uh, you know, the, the whole offense needs work. We're not in rhythm right now. Not in rhythm at all. That's an understatement. It's been really hard to watch the Giants' first two games. And it's almost like Eric Flowers is going to get blamed for a lot of the offensive line issues and a lot of the offensive problems that they had last night. But there's so much blame to go around, whether it's how much do you want to put on the offensive line, on Eli, on the receivers dropping passes, on Paul Perkins, and on Ben McAdoo as a play caller. Right. Eli Eli played much better, I thought, on Monday Night Football than he did in Week 1. We should give credit though to a Lions team that is different than it was a year ago that they can win a game like this where they're running the ball and counting on their defense it it shouldn't be underrated that Ziggy Ansah was not himself last year and he's back to being a really good pass rusher Darius Slay is probably the best player on their defense he wasn't there last year he's back now making big plays Amir Abdullah wasn't there last year Matthew Stafford, most importantly, is now a guy, I think, where you know what you're getting on a week-to-week basis. I, the gains that he made last year and really since our old friend Jim Bob Cooter arrived have stayed. Like well, he is, he is a top ten. He looks great. Maybe he really you know does. he he is a guy who makes good decisions now on a week to week basis. It reminds me a little bit of Ben Roethlisberger, who later in his career, I think his his the mental part of the game caught up with some of his physical. Stuff. I mean, I think another arrival, Bob Quinn, at gen- the general manager. You're starting to see some of his draft picks contribute. I mean, it starts with a guy like Jamal Agnew last night that absolutely sealed that game. I think Jared Davis 
their linebacker, the first-round guy, is playing well, too. I mean, the Lions, for years, could not solve their own problems, whether it was the offensive line, the running game, whatever. And when they can finally start to hit on some draft picks, the Lions can be taken seriously. I like this Lions team. Yeah, Yeah. but, but it was fair for us not to take them seriously for a long, long time. This is a bit of a different team. I think they, they were a lucky 9-win team last year, but they could be a legit 9-10-win team this year where they're much better even if the record is How about down. win that division for once? How about give a little credit? They basically skipped half the summer, and who's looking fresher than the last I think it's a model for us to follow potentially, <laughs> just as Odell Beckham did when he basically didn't participate in training camp or the early part of the season. So Maybe we roll in around week five and see how things go. Week eight, why not? Week eight, yeah. Catch a tail end. The Lions 2-0, the Giants 0-2, and uh, facing a must-win situation next week. Let's move on and uh, talk a little, oh, it's a little news. hi Georgie. What a nice boat. Do you want it back? That is so creepy. We, um, me, Mark, and Jason Zumwalt saw that film. Uh, Friday night, dad you date. You did dad yep. date because I I hate clowns. I fear clowns. You know. Yeah, I know. You try to taunt me in my text. <laughs> uh, but at the end of the day, uh, you have to face your fears. It's just like the movie. The movie's about the only way to avoid the death of the clown is to face the clown and show you're not afraid of it. That's why I went to the movie, and I don't sleep well. Listen, Dan did. I did sleep well after that movie, but <laughs> Dan, Dan, you know, he he basically sat right between Jason and I. Jason, a big guy, he could protect him. On my side, I was just looking out for any sort of not. Dan, Dan went through a lot in that film, though. I cannot. I'm shocked by this that you actually went and saw this movie. It helped that Mark at one point got up and bought us another round of liquor. I, that steadied my Fair. nerves a little bit. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> um, you gonna see that movie, Greg? Eventually, probably not in the theater. Oh, I am not. You got to face the fear, or he's gonna get yeah, you. Yeah, you have to go head on. I'm good. I'm already like pretty anxious as a person. I don't need to sit in a movie theater and face my fear or whatever it is of clowns and <laughs> mm. watch a horror movie. That's one way to go through life. Face those fears. I'm, I'm trying to avoid extra stress at all costs. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Let's do some news. And we'll start with oh, Young Way Koo, the Chargers kicker. Mark, you were there in person. And we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, when Koo missed the field goal that should have given the Chargers uh, the win against the Dolphins on Sunday, you wondered about his fate. Well, Los Angeles Chargers head coach Anthony Lynn said he is sticking with the kicker. And uh, as things stand, the Chargers have no plans to bring in competition. Uh, he missed the 44-yarder wide right on, on Sunday. The coach did not do him any favors in that attempt. He had his 41-yard attempt blocked uh, the previous week. Uh, Greg, good decision to stick with the kid? Well, I, I'm happy for him and you know for everyone rooting for this kid. I think it's a one-week stay. You're not going to go. Is he the kicker of ATL? Why not? He's well, on. He's on my fantasy team. That's for sure. We always seem to have to have some kicker logic. Yeah, in that moved position, on so. from Aguayo. So I I over. do like that. That Lynn is just like he's been like this guy's got ice in his veins. I got no worries about him. Like he's just like <laughs> presenting a very public uh, bit of confidence. But I would imagine if there's one more bad game, he's gone. I Has like the be. story that our man behind the glass, uh, Christian Anderson, mentioned in the locker room after the game when everyone wanted to go after. Coup and you know, ask him burning questions that would have been tough to answer. Corey legit stepped in, mm-hmm. said, "I got you. I'll answer questions for you." And took and excused him from the locker room and took his bag out. That carried his bag out as well. I mean, that there are these little things that you do to stick together as a locker room. And I don't like the idea of blowing up your kicker after two weeks. And who you can, what who are you going to bring off the streets? It's, it's going to save yeah. you. That's a great gesture by a teammate. But the the thing that sucks about being a kicker is at the end of the day, you're back on the field and it's just you. It's such a hard job. It's yeah, it a, is. It, that's scarier than clowns being a kicker in the NFL. Well, the fir- the blocked kick week one, I mean, th- there's nothing he could – that wasn't really his fault. It was, no. it was blocked. But Anthony Lynn said that he can have a bad play, but he just can't have a bad day. And so if well, he, he did has have another a bad, bad day, though. He had if he has another bad goals. day, that's probably it. He missed one earlier, and he seems to have ice in his veins. He was a guest on – on um, the Bill Simmons podcast and doesn't seem like he's letting everything bother him. But the reality is he's a, he's a superstar to many. I mean, he's a huge deal in the Korean community. And I would say the Asian community in general, I went just, and it, it hit me because I looked at like our page views from a month back, just on a random week. And literally the second highest 
red story of the entire week behind power rankings was Ku making the Chargers. And that speaks to how much he means to a lot of people that are, like, rooting for him, that he's their kicker. And you hope that he doesn't feel that on his shoulder. He's oh. like this year's Jared Payne from last year's Jared Payne. I mean, it's perfect. It's in that. L.A. It's in the best Korea town, you know, in the world. Other than, I, you know, Korea. How often do you dig into the archives of the metrics? I'm just curious. I get, like, an email uh, and I think I was checking on one specific. I get an email, I think, weekly or something. I never really look at it. Okay. No. Moving on. The Fascinating <laughs> behind-the-scenes look for our listeners. <laughs> what a peek behind the curtain. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott had his worst game as a pro. We're moving on, by the way. Ezekiel Elliott had his worst game as a pro in Denver on Sunday. Shut down completely. And some people argued that he shut it down. He shut it down. I'm trying to hit the word the right way to really nail that transition. You know, he was shut down on Sunday, and some people said he shut it down, uh, mainly on an interception uh, that he didn't choose to chase down uh, the guy picking the pass up. There was another play, I guess, is ever Two of them. Question. Two so, interceptions. Two interceptions. So he just kind of, you know, you can make that argument. Some people are fired up. Jason Garrett was asked about whether he would speak with his star running it back about his lack of effort. Well, one of the things is the foundation of our football team is fight. We're going to compete and fight, scratch and claw. That's where we're going to be, and that's one of the reasons we love Zeke Elliott. That's what he is. Watch him play. He competes. He battles. And, again, those plays were uncharacteristic of him, so we'll certainly address it with him. Uh, but we have to address that with our entire team. That's not the way we play. How is this team going to react when adversity, adversity hits? Because it never happened last year, and uh, we'll see what happens this time around, Colleen. Yeah, it's not a good look at all for Ezekiel Elliott. And I know uh, this morning on Good Morning Football, Mike Garofolo had said that he's hurt. He's talked to some people in the league and that basically the entire legal situation at this point is really weighing on him. And you're sort of seeing some of that now. Oh, you still run after the ball. This is football. Right. Yeah, I'm not, I mean, yeah. I, I'm not saying that that's the right thing yeah. to do, but I'm excuse. saying that, yeah, it is an excuse. And it's not, it's a, not a particularly strong one. Oh, I disagree. It's a major shocker. I mean, I, I, of course, you have to go run after it and you have to give effort, but it's putting your head in the sand to not think that this story is a huge weight on this entire team, especially Ezekiel Elliott. Like his, his most embarrassing details have come out as part of this legal back and forth. He doesn't know if he's going to play next week. He doesn't know if he's going to be put out for six straight weeks. This guy's a, a, a believed he's a superstar rising, and he's the most. He's one of the most important players on the team. So this story, I, I can only. Is anyone I'm, arguing that that this is weighing on the team? It has to be weighing. That's, on the that's team. what I'm saying. Like yeah. that. That I'm in, certainly in not. Dallas. I just can only imagine what it's like where the Cowboys have the most. Like this is. A daily thing, and no one knows what the answer is. Like, no one knows if he's going to be suspended or not. Well, one, one quick thing on the football side of it watching Denver attack and sort of dominate oh that God. Cowboys line, that's something we didn't see last year. Yeah. I mean, they went after Zeke and they successfully took him out of that game. I, that's a big challenge for Dallas to overcome. In general, I believe in windows, not just teams getting older windows, but striking while the iron is hot. That Cowboy team had everything go right. They couldn't get it to, to the last game of the season. And now you got to see how they react when things aren't going in their direction on, every, on a weekly basis. Let's move on. Ooh. Ooh, let's check in, Mark. A little factory of sadness check in. The Cleveland Browns 0-2. Uh, and Corey Coleman, their first-round pick from last year, who broke his hand last year. He broke his hand again. Is it the same time of year? Was it week two Around last this time. year? Uh, but this time, the, the hand, he needs surgery. And there, the Akron Beacon Journal reports that Coleman is expected to be placed on injured reserve. Uh, and that would cost him at least eight weeks and obviously perhaps more, um, depending how he heals. Uh, your thoughts on this, Mark? Well, I mean, we've talked about Cleveland because of the presence of Deshaun Kaiser as this potentially for the first time in eons, kind of a fun, frisky team that might be more enjoyable to watch. All of that would have been contingent on, I, number one for Cleveland, because this has been the case year after year, is stay, having your young star players, in quotes, stay healthy. And in that game, you lose Coleman. Their wide receiver crew now is down to absolute bare bones, to the point where the biggest story is that Rashard Higgins had kind of a breakout game. Look good. 
It's good, but it's also it's Kenny also Kenny Britt thing's a major issue. Kenny Britt, under the Kenny surface. Kenny Britt is getting called out by yeah. the coach, and there are there are tons of gifts out there that show Kenny Britt. You want to talk about a player not looking like he's giving full effort? You can he gets nailed on video on film. What's he up to? What's going on with that guy? I don't know. Is a chance to be a number one quarterback, a uh, number number one wide receiver in the NFL, and he's just. Apparently, just loafing out there. It's strange. I mean, it's you've got to get just everyone right. Everyone on that team needs needs to say when you have Deshaun Kaiser a quarterback, who by the way dealing with a migraine in the middle of a game when Miles people Garrett. are chasing you down. Ah. Miles Garrett not on the field, so this whole thing could quickly go very very south if they don't find you know some sort of spark soon. Moving on, strange story in Washington. Uh, Sua Cravens, uh, his season with the Redskins is over. They placed the second year safety on the reserve. Uh, slash left squad list on Monday present, uh, prevents him from returning to the team for the rest of the season. Um, this comes after three weeks after uh, Cravens went on the exempt left squad before the start of the season. He had been dealing with an undisclosed health issue and per NFL rap sheet and Mike Garofolo, uh he was contemplating retirement. He changed his mind, but the Redskins then released a statement, Greg, that basically said, you know, Take this time, reevaluate if you want to play football, but we're done with you this year. Your thoughts? The timing's strange. I mean, it's a really interesting story that he's passing on, you know, a lot of money for a guy who hasn't made, you know, a lot of money yet in his career because he's considering, is this really worth it? Is this my passion? And the the most interesting part about it was Rap Sheet's report that he was planning to return to the team on Tuesday. Yeah. And then mm. that's when the statement came out. It was almost like a, uh, okay, you're going to say that you're not sure if you want to play football and you're not sure if you want to commit to us. Well, then that's fine. Like, we're going to put you on this list and then you can sit an entire year, not get paid, and decide whether or not you want to know. You, now you have a full year to do it. It's almost like, I, I don't know, like a dad. A little cold. It's yeah. A little cold. Like, I mean, we're going to see more and more players have to confront and deal with these decisions because he's had he has a history of concussions. Mm-hmm. I think it starts right there. And when you have to ask, you know, what we know about concussions, what we're learning more and more about, is this something that you want to impact your health, your life? And he, he's a thoughtful forward. guy and interest. Like, if you wanted a good quote or a spicy one in the Redskins locker room last year, I think you went to Sue Cravens off and he, he was a rookie and they were expecting him to have a big role. So football you know, the football team part of it, maybe they were a little upset that like, hey, we we expected you to have a big role. And then suddenly he left and, they, and they're holding that against. Well, him. it was weird because didn't he also scrub everything from his Instagram that was Redskins yes. related? And then he just had his Strange USC. Story. Well, clearly, like tons of stuff behind the scenes has gone on between the, both yeah. sides. And it's probably a little, you know, a little rough. Nonstop drama around the Redskins. Notice that there's always something always, seems always yeah. be something going on with that. Yeah, team. And one of the most entertaining people and informative to follow on Twitter is the general manager. They decided they didn't want anymore. Uh, finally, in the news, Mark Sessler, as you notice, surely on Sunday's podcast. Um, and by the way, we had some technical difficulties. We are well aware. Uh, and we have you guys all reached out to us and we, we did see the subreddit. We're sorry about that. We will work uh, to make sure it doesn't happen again. And what else do you want from us? You want us to go back in time and fix the show? Doesn't work that way. Oh, God. <laughs> so get off our backs. Thank you, ombudsman. So. But we're, so, we're sorry. So how was the game, Mark? <laughs> anyway, so Mark was not. A at, smooth uh, transition. Mark wasn't on the Sunday show. And, you know, good for you, Mark. Um, <laughs> you were at the StubHub Center where you were at the first home game for the Los Angeles Chargers at their 27,000 capacity facility. Uh, it's not theirs, actually. It's a soccer stadium or arena that they are playing in temporarily. Your thoughts on the first game. What was the vibe, the environment? Good for football, bad for football? Go! Well, there's a lot to unpack, I think. But the, vi- <laughs> the vibe, because I went in not trying to have the whole thing be about, oh, isn't it so ridiculous that they moved from San Diego to L.A.? I mean, a lot of, pa- a lot of Chargers fans were killing me all day on Twitter, and I get it. I am not pro- really? Yes, because I'm not. Because uh, anytime I send out a photo of any part of the stadium, it's like, what are they doing there? They shouldn't be. I'm a Browns fan. I watched them move. It broke my heart when I was young. I'd not pro move, but from a different angle, just experiencing what this was, it was the most unusual in a good way NFL game that I've ever been to. Probably been to about 20 in my life, 20, 25, and. It was completely different, a total point of departure for me, being able to wander around. And before the game, got there really early, sat in about 25 seats all over the place. I just walked, walked around the whole stadium. 
And as people have said, it's true. There just is not a bad sight line. I mean, it was really incredible to be even up in the highest reaches, which there isn't really a high reach. There it's is sec- no. No, it's a second second story. You have this incredibly clear view of the game. I saw Matt Money Smith after. He is their radio play-by-play guy. He told me it's the first game he's been at where he just simply didn't even need to pick up his binoculars. Wow. He's just able to watch it and announce as, as it went on. So. Didn't you say, we were talking about it before the game, did you say that people can bring beer into the stadium? I talked to a podcast fan named RJ who said that's exactly what he did, that there was some... Are you some sure it was approved? Well, that's, well, it, that's it, our audience, it, at least. Yeah, he, I mean, it went, <laughs> he, he said it went through a certain gate they went through where there is all inc- a really nice sort that's of cool. outdoor picnic area. And, you know, one there is one area where you can sit down in the end zone if you if you want to spend a lot of cash and, and you can buy drinks that seem very expensive. But I, there were beer stands with beers for six, seven bucks. And I didn't find a beer line that was more than a couple people. A lot of them, they had these beer stands just sitting out over the field. So you don't have to evaporate from the yeah. game for 20 minutes and miss There's the entire no third quarter. That you, could, you disappear. How was, no. How was the buzz during the game, like the crowd reaction? Well, I mean, I think to be fair, it was, and this is something they dealt with in San Diego and Philip Rivers, I thought had a good comment on this, that San Diego and LA is always going to be for all these packs of fans in other cities that want to go see the Dolphins play. You don't want to go to Minnesota in November. You're going to go to San Diego and LA, and that's been an issue for the Chargers. Or they're here to begin with. Or they're here to begin with. It's a transplant city. I, I estimated, talked with Handsome Hank, who was there. And a couple of other media people, and we all sort of felt like it was about 35% Dolphins fans, and they were loud. That's substantial. Wow. It's the substantial. Crowd is right on top of the field. And right. if you watch Chargers it, fans were loud too. I'll give them that. Yeah, Rivers said the loudest cheer was when he missed the kick. Yeah, well, if you watch that. I, it was, and I was not, I was, you know, in some sort of labyrinth trying to get to the locker room. We missed the entire end of the game, but you're right. Yeah, there. <laughs> Uh, th- yeah, the view, yeah, there were some different like clips out there of that missed kick, and there's just a roar that you don't expect to hear. And I know it was like that to a certain extent at Qualcomm, but it, it feels like it's a little different uh, uh, of a vibe here. Yeah. And I guess the question, the other question is, and a lot of people talked about this, they didn't sell out that first game, and now they're zero and two. And this that problem can only get that thirty five percent could become fifty and fifty one plus in a hurry if they don't. Win they're, some games. They're up. They're up against. There's innate challenges. I think, and they and they knew that, and I think that's why they picked this venue versus having a you know a bad optical look if you're in a much larger right. stadium. I will say this. So just again, go back to the game experience. Like I would, I would encourage anyone just to go check it out if you can get a decent ticket. I would price. love to see the Jets it, there. It, Maybe uh, not this year's team. You would love. It, I'll tell you, there yeah. are food trucks all o- all around the place. Is that a there's fat joke? incredible food. No, I mean just it's uh. just that. It's yeah. it. They've kind. Of, it's the modern experience, I think, of of the NFL. It's you hard love to it, Dan. You can just like stuff a, your yeah. face. Well, so many food trucks. No, Dan. I for me, it was like I'm here. I was there for about twelve hours. I was like, I just want to sit down and get a beer and enjoy this. Like you could not do that. Yeah, you didn't like, hit up the food trucks. No, I'm, I didn't eat a single bite of food the whole time. So. <laughs> The photo that we were just looking at looks like a, a family dinner table just overlooking. They have the this thing called the Stadium Club, and it's this massive room with all you can eat, all you can drink. You, it, there's really? A, there's a price to get into it, obviously, but you can sit at a table like this if you're this watching is- a video and eat and watch the thing. It's great view. The Chargers need to win. I mean, not just for to fill that stadium up, but to also uh, make your, your Sessler Look a little bit better because that Chargers Giants Super Bowl <laughs> is looking right. well. I was getting not, absolutely not really. talk about getting torched on Twitter. People are not forgetting that prediction last night. Uh, if you want to read more about Mark, Mark did a great job writing it up. Uh, headline: My StubHub Adventure colon Chargers home opener unique. <laughs> yeah, it's about forty-five feet down on NFL.com right now. If you're trying to find it, <laughs> you just if you scroll for forty-five feet. I mean, I'm not kidding. About- no, what he's saying is you you scroll down, then you have to dig a hole underneath your computer <laughs> and then get underground, and you'll find the story. It's apparently what the site thought of it. So <laughs> NFL.com/slash/slessler. You can Sessler. find it there. Does it have a vanity URL? Let me guess. It does. It does. Oh. What is it? I will need to explore that. Oh, I will come back to you on that one. That's a bad job by you that time. Not the programming department. <laughs> All right. There you go. That's what's happening in the news. Uh, let's touch on Thursday Night Football. And to do that, we will now um, stand on the shoulders of greatness. Presented by Head & Shoulders. Standing on the Shoulder of Giants was the worst Oasis album, by the way. Mm. Not a good album. Hmm. Go Let It Out was a good jam. Do you remember that one, Greg? I mean, it's got to be a pretty bad album for you to not like an Oasis album. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I as an Oasis, Oasis super fan, it has its moments, but on balance, uh, and it's pretty widely uh, reviled by their own yeah, fan base. Yeah, you're infamously 
kickstarted your own podcast, the Throwback Podcast, by looking at the Oasis yes. album, which basically ruined their careers. Yeah, basically. Interesting. Mm. Be here now. But, but I stand by that record. Check it out, the Throwback <laughs> Podcast on Stitcher, on iTunes. Um, we're going to talk a little uh, college dropout this week. So uh, everybody Ooh. tune in. All right, here we go. We're going to get Greg on next week, maybe. Next week, Greg? Dan making a very smooth transition for when this show is zapped by the league and essentially <laughs> I think after removed. the start to the show, it might be this week. I love head and shoulders. Um, the Rams at 49ers, Thursday Night Football, Maron. Uh, Colleen, uh, I want to ask you a question. What player will make the difference in Thursday Night Football? Ooh, well... I'm actually going to go with the 49ers, a player on the 49ers. They still haven't scored a touchdown yet this season. But Carlos Hyde, he had a good week one. Uh, This week he kind of struggled a little bit, but he did break off the one long 61-yard run. Um, It was really the only good play that the 49ers had on offense altogether. And the Rams had a really hard time stopping the Redskins from running the ball. They ran all over them. They had 167 yards at the half. So, Let's give it to Carlos. That's logical. High. That's logical. Yeah, I, I mean, I, good this year. I, I would say if you're you're two weeks into the season, that the Sean McVay effect has been much stronger on offense than the Kyle Shanahan effect. Which I, I'm I'm watching Brian Hoyer, and every game he's going to do three things that absolutely detonate the offense. It's just it's hard. It's a hard watch, and it does not look like the Shanahan scheme is completely take the the parts are not there yet. All right. I, I think. Uh, how about a little uh, Cooper Cup? How about those shoulders? Mm. I mean, he, he's going up against a 49ers defense that's really been decimated. Yeah. Malcolm Smith got hurt before the season even started. Then Reuben Foster, Eric Reed, Jimmy Ward. Those are probably oh, the two best players in their secondary. Yeah. Whiskey Tart. So that's like five starters that are gone. And they've got an interesting front line. I actually think they can stop the run. It's like they've got a group of power forwards with Armstead. And they're a really unique-looking team up front. But I don't know about this pass defense. So it should be a good game for Goff. And I think Cup's, Cup's the guy he looks to on third down. He's, mm. he's his guy. I'll say Aaron Donald. How about that? You know, wrecks the game plan. A game plan wrecking game from Aaron Donald. He will have great, and he has great shoulders. So yeah, working just. They have definitely struggled to like that. protect Brian Hoyer. Four point seven yards per attempt. I believe, Yikes! Lasted. We have ninety nine yards in the last game. I just, I honestly, because here's the thing: Shanahan with Brian Hoyer did much more in Cleveland that one season than they've done so far in San Francisco. Talent, the talent there is not is not great. Hey, if you want to watch this NFC West showdown, it's going to be on NFL Network. Gather the color rush, around. right? Is it a color rush? Is it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. it's a happening. good looking one, too. Rams at 49ers only on NFL Network. Is that true? I believe it yeah. is exclusively check on it NFL Network. Out. Check it out. Find out for yourself. NFL Network will have it. So uh, check it out. I'll be here at the office. You can join me, Dan, if you want. I know you'll be coming to, do, to finish. Maybe I will. Maybe I will, Greg, because. Well, we've made a tradition of uh, seeing Wes on those Thursday nights. Yeah, that was yeah. my plan, but now I feel a little uncomfortable. I feel like maybe Greg wants some company. Mm. So maybe I'll split some time. You're very popular, Dan. I, am I don't know how you do it. That's a I controversial move on your part. <laughs> yeah. I am sitting in the corner of the newsroom like no one within 50 feet of me just yelling. That sounds kind of nice, yelling. though. <laughs> That's not bad. Um, <laughs> all right. Let's move on. And uh, let's, do, let's have a little fun. Two weeks in. All the hype of the preseason. Just a, a memory now. Just floated away into Thankfully. the Thankfully. Yeah. And we're starting to see people for their true colors and, and teams. That was Most back before teams. Colleen had seven different shows. Yeah. Now she has three back, and a half. Back in the day. That's not true. What? This counts. Uh, how much? Three quarters of a show? No, it's a full show. You've got three TV shows. <laughs> um, <laughs> two pods. Two pod, two podcast appearances. Get a plug in here. What are you on again? Let's go through it oh, all. Oh, stop. Go through it all. Good morning football weekend on Saturdays. That's Eight. the one we were counting Which as I have, half. I, right. I have it on the DVR, by the way, and yeah. I've enjoyed it so far. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Thanks. Game day Great. morning. Yep, of course. Do that. That's a pretty uh, big deal. Yeah, that's yeah. a fun. That's a fun one. It's early. That's so, a big deal. Yeah, that's, that's the one you really had to kind of game break out your on. your like political corporate elbows to get other people out of the way to get Yeesh. into that one. You really used all. I just sat back. I didn't do anything. Come on, <laughs> power some, rankings. There's some carcasses on I'm the joking. side of the road. <laughs> what and power rankings? Power on rankings on Tuesdays. Tuesdays. This pod, Damashek's pod. I got. <sighs> Not thrilled about that. I got um, wow. I was tagged on some Twitter conversation that involved you um, a couple days ago, and someone wrote without you know not any level of condescension like 
meant, I think, was like, oh, Colleen is, a, you know, a TV personality. She does the podcast out of the, quote, goodness of her heart. No, I did not. That's not true. <laughs> I'm not saying that. you do. I'm saying that is someone. Someone made that claim about Colleen. Oh, God, no. Well, Come we, on. We love you. We love you having you here, Colleen. And I uh, love being here. And uh, 40- let's, let's keep, you know, constantly going at her every show so we this ensure that she returns the following week. <laughs> I slide an envelope with $40 in it to Colleen every day, Stop. every week to keep her coming back. Uh, all right. So here we go. All that set up before we were uh, uh, sidetracked there. Let's play the Denny Green. They are who they thought they were. Award. Game. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. Ooh, I like that. Christian mm. Anderson mm. doing it. That guy knows what he's doing behind the glass. Hey, experience. Doing it. Doing it. All right. Let's start, uh, team, with the Washington Redskins. Hmm. Are they who we thought they were? Who wants to take it? So I think in theory this is like a team week one that changed, you know, went in a different direction in week two. But what they are is a team that's going to be going in different directions. They're a middling team. Yep. They're one and one. I, I did like – the response that they had and their ability to run against the Rams, I think that was a, an impressive win. But that's that's kind of what I thought, that they're a middle, middle of the road team. So they are. They, they are. did this last year, back and forth. One week they look great. The next week they're completely a different operation. Yeah. So I'm not surprised And the, their passing game was very uneven in that Rams game. Yeah. They ended up coming up with some big plays, but they completed two passes to wide receivers in the first half. Yeah, I, this is sort of what I expected from them, especially with Deshaun and Pierre Garçon gone. You have Terrell Pryor in there, and I expected them to sort of have some issues just getting into rhythm, Kirk Cousins and his receivers, but I knew that they would be able to run the ball. So yeah, I think it's a good that segment where we can, say, we can say, we, did, we expected this. Yeah. We were correct. I like <laughs> yeah, no, this. Like they the pushed the Rams there. around, though. Like, they really dominated the Rams. But that's going to happen to the Rams, too. So Generally speaking, they're not a good or a bad team. It really depends on the week. Sometimes they're a good team. Sometimes they're a bad team. We've seen kind of both so far. What'd you think of Kirk Cousins' skip and then his like old man? Oh, yes. He, he does. I don't know if you guys saw after the go-ahead touchdown. Yeah. I thought it kind of reminded me of like being at a, a family reunion in the '80s and like some dads going at it in horseshoes. That guy, <laughs> he rings one and he's like, "Yeah." Just a tad ponderous. Also, <laughs> Kirk Cousins would definitely be that guy in intramural basketball. Like, he'd be a little agitating. He might be wearing specs, and he'd be kind of throwing some elbows. Yeah, I love it. That's Kirk. How about a team, the Rams? How about the Rams? We just talked about them a little bit. Uh, Colleen, are they what we thought they were? The Rams are kind of tough to figure out because of Sean McVay being there. I feel like Jared Goff actually looks a lot better under McVay, obviously, than he did last season. So we were all expecting that to happen with McVay coming in and sort of helping him out. But the defense really, like we talked about before, had a hard time stopping the run. And I thought that with Wade Phillips running the show, the defense would maybe look a little bit better. I I actually did not buy into the idea that McVay was going to flip the switch on Goff right away. I just was so unimpressed with Goff last season that I needed to see it. So I'm not going to say that I expected that to happen. I think this is a well-coached team, and there's a lot of encouraging signs if you're a Rams fan that over the course of the year, you're going to see growth on offense. They're banged up on defense too, but yeah, they're... Even a little further ahead, I think, on offense than than I thought they'd be. Especially when, like, well, finally, like, Gurley looks better. They've made the great decision to not play Tavon Austin. That's kind of been under the radar. He's played 16 snaps. He's played less snaps than Josh Reynolds. Well, they could not develop develop wide not good enough. Don't play him. They could not develop wideouts under Fisher. And now with Cooper Cup and Sammy Watkins contributing, it's a completely different passing game. With with Goff, you know, everybody has expectations, general football cognoscenti expectations about Goff, for an example, like, oh, he was such a mess last year. Week one could play tricks on you because he'll have a great game. And then the expectations flip the other way. And everybody's like, oh, Jared Goff's fixed. And then no. last week happens. And it's like, OK, the jury's still very much but he was out solid. of this guy. You got to see him in a tougher situation than he really was in. But he was just solid. He looked like an NFL quarterback, right. even against the Reds. Better than last year. How about the Patriots? I mean, come on. This is what they bounce no. back. They they- bounce I, Greg, are you so the expectation they're going to go into New Orleans and lose and be zero and two? No, I didn't flip out after week one. That's a thing. I completely expect them to really be four did. and one, nobody five did. and one. And I understand Tom Brady looked lights out, but this is not a surprise for me. No, but they're not who I thought they they were. This is going to be a different sort of team because Dante Hightower is out, 
and they're down to one or two wide receivers. They had one healthy wide receiver to it's finish just, that it's game. It's just a different team. Yeah, Deep and Brady threw for 447 yards. Right, no, no, I get it. They're, I'm just saying they're a different vibe to the team where they're kind of figuring things out. It's not a team like they were really the last couple, last year where they were good to begin with. I'm just saying they're going to be like more resourceful. I think the Patriots, team. as much as any other team in the league, seem to reshuffle a portion of the roster every season, and there are injuries this year, but I'm not surprised that new faces are going to emerge and uh, be part of this team. This is th If you actually do follow the NFL, and if you're, for instance, a Patriots hater like me, you took a lot of joy out of week one, but you knew you just enjoy it while you have it Limited. because this team has shown time and time again that they'll adjust, they'll fix things that are wrong. Right, like and they did that. Uh, and the offense got a ton of credit, as they should have, but the defense had a great week too, and that tells you so much about how good this team like is. Like Malcolm Butler was playing behind Eric Rowe. I'm just saying it's different. Tony Romo pointed out how they broke out a 2001 offense with a fullback on the field. For, like well, They're fullbacks and tight ends. It just looks different. One key, yeah, I like awesome. to see them find another team like the Chiefs and see if they get challenged by different types of teams. The Saints weren't... The, there I was think, a good I matchup. I they're going to be challenged. They're not an unbeatable team by any stretch. All right, and finally, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Here's a tricky one. Mm. I was so excited after week one. Ten sacks. They had Leonard Fournette out on every play, but you cannot cover up Blake Bortles, and that's going to be the problem, and that's who they are. That's the Week two is the team that they're going to be. If they don't get the lead early, they're – I totally agree. Yeah, they, they're exactly I, who I thought they were. Yeah. They, they beat the Texans because the Texans laid an egg, uh, but at the end of the day, they're going to be a team that has good defensive games and good efforts, mm -hmm. but the quarterback's going to kill I would not That game's even in London this week, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, God. They're getting a defensive game because yep. that Ravens game – I just could see it a lot of field goals. I honestly would not be surprised to see Ryan Nassib, who played under Doug Marone, who they just signed, start games this season. I can see it happening because I think Blake Bortles could end this end this season as your third stringer, not even active in wow. games. By the way, Blake Bortles, uh, this is a tweet from Mike K. Uh, Bortles was 11 of 25 for 89 yards entering the fourth quarter, 9 of 9 for 134 in the final period. So Blake Bortles is still Blake Bortles, too. He had a 16 quarterback rating for the first half. So there you go. All right, there you go. The Denny Green, they are who they thought they were award. I guess we gave out four of them. Nice seg, nice seg. <laughs> All right, here we go. Let's do this thing. Yeah. We've been teasing it forever. Uh, we have so many glorious users on the around the NFL subreddit. We're about 7,000 strong now, and we promised a prize when it crossed the 5,000 marker. This really hits at how long this has been delayed. They've gained like 18% of, of their audience or, or the group has grown that much before we actually followed through with it. 40%, but you, you did struggle hey, on the math. Listen, 39. Hey. State mandated. Hey. Let's stay on let's stay on target here, and uh, this is the ATN subreddit super contest. Ow! Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! It is a contest um, in which uh, someone plucked at random from the subreddit uh, is going to join us on the line right now. They will get four trivia questions. It will be a mix, uh, mostly NFL related, history related, but also one. Hmm. Um, ATN podcast-related trivia questions. Ooh. So you not only have to know the NFL, you got to know the history of this show. And if you get all four right, all four right, you get two game tickets to any game you want to see Whoa. in the regular season. So let's say you're from New Orleans. You go to the Superdome. Let's say you're from London. You go to one of these London games. Oh, that's cool. Uh, so that is the best we could do. I feel like it's that's pretty, pretty good. good. That's pretty yeah. good. That's a solid gift. That's yeah. amazing. The last time we did any this, game? it was a Titans media guide. Right. So this, this, you know, it's gotten better. <laughs> there was, there, yeah, there was a lot of heat just around a toaster. I mean, it was a magical toaster. Could, it it could had a lot of powers. Any, any team you wanted, but still. So anyway, so yes, here we go. And uh, the, the lucky person that, that Erica plucked uh, out of the masses is who? So we have Danny from Texas on mm. the line here. Danny from Texas, welcome to the Around the Pod, Around the NFL podcast, Danny. Hey, Dan. Dano. What's up, buddy? Uh, who's your team? Hey. Uh, my team is actually the Lions. All right. Nice. Well, You're feeling Good it this morning. For you. I feel like the Lions fans rightly feel like they, they haven't gotten enough respect on this podcast. Now it's your chance to get back. And keep in mind that our uh, contest does not include any um, – any air airline travel mm. or hotel lodging. Oh, God, He no. couldn't go that far. Just the ticket. But, Danny, if you get this right, you can go to, you know, a game in Texas, or you can find your way to Detroit, and you'll have two game tickets waiting for you. Not bad, right? Yeah, not bad at all. And this Danny could be the only contestant. If he gets four questions in a row, 
uh, he wins the prize, and that's it. We don't have like 45 game tickets. No. No. There's a game tickets to go uh, I'm rooting go for you, Danny. Danny. This, is, this is all for you right now. You right. can do it. Don't choke, Danny, okay? All right. <laughs> all right, here we go. First question. We'll, we'll give you some time, and, and Eric could give, us, give him some uh, music underneath to, to, to add a little bit more pressure. And uh, here it comes. Uh, Greg, good luck to you, too, because this could be over in five minutes. Yeah, I'm rooting for these guys today. Here we go. Here we go. First question. Who scored the game-winning touchdown in overtime of the Patriots' Super Bowl 51 win over the Falcons? That was running back James White. All right. That is correct. Wow. One for one. Like surgical. One for one. Question two. Antonio Gates passed Tony Gonzalez with his 112th career touchdown on Sunday. The most ever for a tight end. Who did Gonzalez pass when he set the record in 2007? Ooh, wow. Wait, is this... Okay, this is most ever by a tight end, right? Most ever touchdown receptions by a tight end. That could be a stall tactic for Googling. going to need an answer. <laughs> Don't worry. Uh, going to need an answer, Danny. Ooh. Tick. Tick. All right, he's gone. Tick. He's gone. Tick. That's it. Danny, Tick. thank you. Sorry, thank you Dan. Thank you. Thank you for playing, buddy. And thank you for Don't listening. Worry. Listen, it's not personal when we got to kick you off the line. It's the rules. It's the rules. There has to be some level of control here. You yeah. got the first one, though, so that was good. You got to throw out a guess. Don't don't try to start yeah. Just guess. You got to get it out there. Yep. And those of you maybe that are listeners or our New York market might be like, this seems awfully familiar to the Mike and the Mad Dog Super Bowl contest. Yeah. You're right. Stole the idea it is. from them. It's, it's not That's stealing. where we are at this point. It's not stealing. It's an homage. It's the best form of flattery. All right, Colleen, you got to go. Got to go. Got to go to another show. Thank you for joining us. But Thanks for having me. Let's get somebody else on the line, Erica. All right, let's keep moving. We, get, we got three chances. We got three people who have a chance. Uh, Danny from Texas didn't get it done. But how about who's next uh, for us here, uh, Loose Cannon? We have <laughs> Neil from Washington, D.C. You there, Neil? I'm here, yeah. There you go. Neil, right, you welcome there. to the Around the NFL podcast uh, from the nation's capital. Who is your team, Neil? Uh, I'm a Giants fan. I'm actually from New York, but I live in D.C. Mm, now. You well, you can, get, you can get two tickets to a Giants-Redskins game, potentially. The they winner? played yet? No. They have not. So you're going to have two opportunities. You can just go right up to 95 and go see him in Jersey. You can see him right in your backyard. Uh, if you get four questions correct, Neil, are you a man with steel nerves? Um, I'm, I'm hoping so. I'm, I'm, I'm shaking right now. We'll see what happens. <laughs> TPD. Shaking All right. right now. Not a All good right. Time. Don't choke. Here's the first question. Who scored the game-winning touchdown in overtime of the Patriots' Super Bowl 51 win over the Falcons? Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus, I'm going to get the first one wrong. Come on, Neil. Mm. That's incorrect, Neil. Oh. As a New Yorker, it hurts to, to send you away, but you got to send you away. You're gone. Neil's no. gone. Sorry, okay. Neil. I, sorry, Neil. James White. Sorry, guys. James White's the answer. Greg, the look on his face during that. He knows this thing is going to go on until <laughs> 2 August from now. You're hurting right now, Greg, a little bit? Well, I just expected more. You know, that's an, that's an all-time touchdown. you got to know that. Here's the one thing. When we play it, when sometimes – But it's we'll, tough. You get, on the, you get on the line. I've been You know there. what? I've He'd know that at a bar on a Wednesday night with his friends. It's tough, I think, when you suddenly – that yeah. music At least plays, the answer. You know, you know Danny and, and Texas didn't throw anybody out. Um, Julian Edelman's not a bad guess, but – uh, you know, James White. It's, it's already an underrated play in Super Bowl history. I don't think many running backs are getting in the end zone that play. He broke a couple tackles to win in the only overtime game ever. you got to you know, remember th- that. A lot of fans don't don't have to recall this I all know, the time. So I it's know. It's a little different. We, th- yeah. I literally, that's, uh, this is literally all. And, I, and I'll say also, like, and this is not in defense of, of the listeners, when you play Win West's Toaster, you got the timer and you have to go quickly. Yeah. yeah there's the time element here as well, but you have a little bit more time to marinate in your mind. Um, so come on guys, you can do this. We believe in you. <laughs> All right. A lot of, a lot of pressure now on our final third and final contestant, Greg Dying. Greg cannot believe that we're now, it, we're one, uh, faulty listener away from this thing carrying over to another week. 
Till next Tuesday. I would appeal to the, to the like-minded folks like me out there, but right. they already turned this podcast off. They were like, <laughs> okay, let's go check out uh, WTF with Mark Marin now for the rest yeah. of the show. Well, enjoy that because what we have here, <laughs> and Mark does a nice job with his little interviews with celebrities. It's cute in his little garage. <laughs> what we have here is a spectacle, Tri- uh, trivia. a trivia. It's about knowledge. It's about how humans perform under pressure. And uh, we have one more contestant. And who is it? Tempussy. We've got Jimmy from Toronto. Mm. Hey, Jimmy. Right. How's everybody doing? How you doing, buddy? Our What's neighbor up, to the north. Jimmy, who's your favorite team? I am a pretty big Cowboys fan. Okay. So just so you know, the grand prize here, Jimmy, is two tickets to any game you want to see in the regular season. Um, we can't fly to Dallas. We can't put you up in a hotel. But we can give you two tickets. And that's what's that on the line great. here. We wish there was still. It. We wish there was still a Toronto game. <laughs> that was axed. Wish yeah, the Rogers I know that would be a, that would have been easier snicks. for you, but you can figure you can figure it we out. Wish How we, about this, Dallas? Dallas, Seattle on Christmas Eve. <laughs> All right, that sounds wonderful. How about I just drive down to Buffalo and do Jets Bill? There you I go. Love that too. There you go. Killer. That's going to be a killer. There you go. It will kill people. That's true. All right. Well, we we're wishing you uh, luck here, Jimmy from Toronto. Uh, let's get into it now. Who scored the game-winning touchdown in overtime of the Patriots' Super Bowl 51 win over the Falcons? Greg's literally praying right now. James White. That's correct. Yeah, there you go. That's correct. (laughs) That's one. That's just one, though. Okay. Let's go, let's go. Antonio Gates passed Tony Gonzalez with his 112th career touchdown, the most ever for a tight end. Who did Gonzalez pass when he set the record in 2007? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Oh. Um, Throw out a guess. Throw out a guess, guess quickly. Guess. Quickly. You're running out of time. I think I guess. Pass, pass, pass. No, there's no pass. There's no pass in this game. <laughs> uh, Name a tight end, Jimmy. I don't know. I don't know. Anthony okay. Beckton could have said that's not the answer, but you just oh. name a tight end. Goodbye, Jimmy. Oh, oh my God. Relations oh. with sorry Canada take that. a major hit. In your defense, that's the hardest question. I, I looked at the four. That was, that was the toughest. Something. I didn't think it was that tough. The truth of the matter is I really think if, if Jimmy or any of these other contestants could have gotten that question, and we could say goodbye to Jimmy. See you later, Jimmy. Sorry, you you might get through the rest of this thing. I think you have yeah. a shot. But I, I, I think, it, listen, Greg. you're talking about – a player that we, I think, if you're a longtime football fan. Well, we're not going to reuse it. So No, I mean, yeah. Shannon Sharp is someone that you watched endlessly with those Broncos teams and with the Ravens. But if you're a 21-year-old football fan, I don't know how old these guys are. It's That's that's a little deeper in the history books. I, I actually remember. Yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough to put yourself. We've been been doing this for 15 seasons now because I remember when Tony Gonzalez broke that record. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't that long ago. The the thing is with these type of games, just throw out our name. Shannon Sharp was around in the league for like 14 years scoring touchdowns. Just throw his name. Again, if he's driving around tough. in a car a with one. you, he That's gets tough. it. That's tough. By the way, terrible job by me. I was switching Toronto with Vancouver and that's why I suggested this Seahawks game, which is an easy drive from Vancouver. But uh, why would someone from Toronto fly to Seattle to on see Christmas the Cowboys? Eve. This on is Christmas Eve. <laughs> Christmas Eve. And it's a terrible idea. So this is what the uh, this is what the listeners get for Week One of the Super Contest. So Greg as well. Well, yeah, that's what Greg gets. <laughs> well, it's what Dan got when his lock failed. Didn't hear it then. Didn't hear it. No, that's fine. Wow. That's fine with me. I snuck out of with the you lock know, thing too. So I think you know, uh, Mark, that there is a perverse joy I get out of this game coming back next week. Yeah. And sticking it to old Greggy. I mean, I don't think that. I know that. <laughs> yeah. Dan, Dan, loving crashing the podcast into the side of the mountain. <laughs> what a joy. <laughs> The people love it. The people tell you on Twitter, too. Everybody tell Greg how much they love the trivia contest. Uh, oh, we we'll will find out if they do. Now, yeah, now, now they will, because like yeah, I said, yeah, yeah. anyone that doesn't like it has not made it to this portion. Sure, 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 sure. Um, all right. We will be back uh, on Thursday with a recap of that Thursday night football banger. And just a reminder that the uh, – and a preview of all the week three games. A reminder that the live stream of this ATN show is 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, everyone else, figure it out. It's not our problem. That's your deal. The the relationship between uh, the people on the show and the listeners, it's both warm and a little bit cold at the same time. As you see, where we just cut them out of that contest at the end. It's pretty warm. I like to think so. 
NFL Pick'em on NFL Network on Saturdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Eastern, and 11 p.m. Eastern. Uh, and then again, a Sunday morning replay at 6 a.m. Eastern. So make sure you check that out. And- I got uh, up to the minute. We got a live hit on Thursday. You'll miss the show on Tuesday by the time you hear this. But Thursday will be, we'll be on around 1.40 Pacific. So there's places to find us. It's on you to do so. Yeah. Okay. That's it. That's it. Stan Hansen signing off for Quiet Storm, Connie Fox, the old boss, and the loose cannon behind the glass, and Christian Anderson, of course. Greg, it's coming back next week, baby! (laughs) You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. I'm late. I'm late. Very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in Coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.